Before I get into this episode of Harford County Living, I want to talk to you about your pets. You know, one thing that a lot of us hate to do is to go away and leave our dogs at home or sometimes even leave them in a shelter. Well, I'm here to tell you about your pet all pair. Your pet all pair offers dog walking. They'll do drop-in visits to check on your dog or your cat. Uh, they have overnight care in your home and they also have pet boarding. And these are just a couple things that Nicole offers. So that's your pet all pair. They're just doing it for the sits and wiggles. Call Nicole and set up an appointment at 410-989-1533. Again, that's 410-989-1533 for your pet all pair. So how many of you actually believe in myths and legends? I want to read you something real quick from the back of this book. Scattered about the earth in a handful of sites are very real and spectacularly special cross-shaped stones, scientifically known as starlight. Affectionately called fairy stones, they are not exceptionally large, many are smaller than a dime, nor are they exactly sparkly or crystal clear. For it's not the sheen, but their shape that makes these crystals shine. According to the legend, the stone crosses appeared after the fairies heard Jesus had died. When an elfin boy delivered the news, the fairies cried, and to much surprise, their teardrops hit the dirt and turned to crystal crosses. It's said fairy stones serve as tokens of faith, as reminders that courage dissolves all ills, bad wills, and so-called evil curses. Now, this is taken from the back of a book written by Kelly Ann White. The book is called The Legend of the Fairy Stones. And it just so happens that these things are all around. You can find them. I never knew about them. So on this episode of Harford County Living, we sat down with Kelly and she explained her new book, The Legend of the Fairy Stones, and some other books she has written. And actually, if you listen at the very end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you how you can win a copy of the book. This is the Harford County Living Show. Voted as Harford County's favorite local podcast, introducing you to local businesses, organizations, artists, musicians, and more. Harford County Living, there's no place like it. Here's your host, Rich Bennett. like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living. On this episode, we have someone um, someone that I've known, actually went to high school with, and she's an artist, author, editor, publisher, instructor, basically everything. She has worked at Callisto Media and Guidepost Books and was also executive editor of Girls Life Magazine. Uh, just to give you an idea of some of the books she's written, uh, National Wonders of the World, Yellowstone National Park, uh, Bible adventure book of scavenger hunts, and her latest book is Legend of the Fairy Stones. And we are joined today with uh, by Kelly Ann White. God, what haven't you done? <laughs> um, well, I don't really illustrate, but I do. De- I do design. Well, I was going to say because artist, what? Yeah, it's collage yeah. artist, right? Yeah, you know, I actually had a had. It took me a while to refer my, to myself as an artist. Um, Why? Because I don't really draw or illustrate per se, 
and my son is a true artist. He does sculpture and paints and draws. He went to Baltimore School for the Arts. So, oh, wow. But um, but I but I'm owning it. I I I do. I am a collage artist, and I'm good at it. So I'm I'm an artist. But I consider an author to be an artist too. Yeah, that's true. And you know, it's funny you said that because a lot of um, people ask me about. Um, how to become a writer, mm-hmm. and I always tell them to own it. Don't say I want to be a writer. Say I am a writer because it's one of those things where it's not uh, what you do; it's who you, it is who you are. As an author, I it, it's who I am. It's not what I do. I also had a time where I, I stopped referring to myself as a writer and became author. Because I was a magazine writer for so long. Yeah, I was going to say, because if you're writing newspaper articles, yeah, I would say you're a writer. Exactly. But when you're writing stories and everything, nah, that's because I, I think you're, well, you're putting your mind to it. I mean, you're taking what's in your mind and you're, you know, putting it to paper. Yeah. In the book or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I could, hey, plus you're writing blogs too, right? Are you um, still doing that? Um, no, not really. I've okay. not been, ever been much of a blogger. Um, I should blog. Yeah. Now that I have uh, and book promoting, but um, in fact, I'm going to start blogging about all of the artwork in the book. It's so amazing. Every piece of artwork in this book has a story behind it. What I what is Legend of the Fairy Stones? The Legend of the Fairy Stones is a woodland tale that's been passed down through oral tradition. Um, in Virginia, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, about um, real cross-shaped stones known as starlight. Huh. Um, they're scientifically known as starlight, but they're nicknamed fairy stones because the legend says that when the woodland fairies heard about the death of Jesus, they cried and their tears turned to cross-shaped stones. So, And this is from, what did she, you said Shenandoah? Uh, Well, you know, the story originated in Stuart, Virginia, and there's actually a park there called Fairy Stone State Park. The the stones are abundant there. You can walk the trails and find them on the ground, and they are real cross-shaped stones. And I had not heard of them until a few years ago when I went camping there on Easter weekend. So instead of hunting for Easter eggs that Easter Sunday, I hunted for the fairy stones. And I That's was pretty wild. Yeah, and I was just yeah, really sure. surprised. You know, the story is in the park brochures, and it's, you know, people pass it, like I said, through word of mouth. But I was really surprised that nobody had ever written a storybook about it. Well, yeah, because you, I mean, you think of fairies, usually you're thinking, you know, like Ireland or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, nothing <laughs> here in the States. But now to find out that there's these actual stones there? Yes. I'm ready to go on a camping trip there. You should. It's lovely. And I was so enthralled with this story. Um, I had a fir- had written a first draft before I left there that weekend. Wow. And nice. you were there just for the weekend? I was there just for the weekend. And I wrote it all in verse. Um, it, I wondered how I was going to really be able to stretch it out into a narrative. Because, you know, I'm able to tell the story in one sentence. They're, right. The fairy tears turned to cross-shaped stones after they heard of Je- the death of Jesus. Um, but I wrote it in um, all in originally authored verse. And I started collecting images to collage to tell the story. So, so at a certain point, I started writing around the images, which is a really unusual approach to, to authoring, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, 
fault most people wrote it down first and then looked for the images. Exactly. Most people, most publishers, um, you know, write the, the, the narrative goes down and then the, the illustrator is hired. Um, but I started collecting just these amazing images and writing around the images. And this was released in the spring, right? It's just been out for um, maybe... A couple months? Yeah, two two months or so. Yeah. Are you doing the book tours and everything? I am, yes. I have I have my little book tour bus outside. <laughs> it's, my, it's, my, it's, the, it's my old uh, GM Safari that we use for camping, and I've started calling it, calling it the GMC Safari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really thinking about taking a, like a piece of duct tape and making like an accent mark over that A so it gets a long A. <laughs> That's definitely different. So now you've been going, I guess, what, like Barnes & Noble, stuff like that? Or? Um, yeah, I haven't done a Barnes & Noble yet, but I do have one uh, scheduled in November. It's I, I went into Barnes & Noble at... Um, in Charles Village, and they had the book on an end cap display, and that was thrilling. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they have a, a little display of all fairy-themed books, and my book was right there at the top. And that was... That's got to be a That was actually yeah. emotional for me, because it's always been a dream to, you know, to have, a, you know, a book at Barnes & Noble, and there it was on an end cap at the top. And so, and they, and they're, um, I am doing a book signing there in November. All right, you know, I got to ask you this. You know, since we went to high school together and all that, was this your? I mean, did you ever think that you'd be doing this? You know, it's really interesting because I remember when we were in high school and we had to take one of those tests where they um, tell you what career. Is appropriate oh, for you? Do you yeah, know what I'm talking us, yeah. about? <laughs> the path, pathway or whatever. I remember doing that. I, and I think it was our senior year. I believe I was 17 at the time. And mine said that I should be a journalist. And at that moment, I realized I should be a journalist. It literally had never occurred to me as a career option, even though I was a news editor of the, our school, right. school newspaper. And I had won several writing awards um, you remember Mr. Mason. Yeah. Um, he was my journalism instructor, and he, I really credit him uh, with my career success. He, because of him, I had the confidence to pursue this path. He, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it, truly. Um, my family wasn't always very supportive of it. They felt it was shot in the dark to go after a writing career. Right. They thought it would, that Almost would be... like acting. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they thought that... The, uh, Pro ball player was the way they put it to me. Uh, you know, that's like trying to be a pro ball player. But you don't know unless you try. And um, and I never believed them. I always believed instead in myself. So I've proven them wrong. <laughs> so if you wouldn't have taken that test that said journalist, what do you think you would have been well, doing? Like I, you know, like I said, I am a writer slash author. It's not something I right. do. It's something I am. It's something I've done since the day they put a pencil in my hand. I've always written. Um, so, I, but, but for some reason, I had, had never thought of it as a career, um, just because. Surprise. May, maybe my idea of a career was um, not something you love, <laughs> because we grew up in an era yeah. where our parents were telling us get with a good company, stay there for, you know, decades, and get a good retirement plan, and. 
Oh, yeah. I know my father said wanted me to basically follow in, in his footsteps and go to work at Bethlehem Steel. Yes. <laughs> Glad I didn't do that. Yes, and my father, uh, you know, was a career, worked for the railroad his whole career, and he has, he does have a great retirement. You know, he has a wonderful life, but that just was not for me. Nah. <laughs> nah, I, I, it's amazing just how some of us look at what we planned on doing and what we're doing now you know but you stuck with it which is good and imagine i mean just now you got more to write what is there at least more to write at oh, least yeah. okay yeah. good plus you were are you were with girls life magazine for how long 15 years jeez so you have been in the field basically since school oh yeah i've been i have made my career as uh, as a writer um, since I was 22 years old. I, I, I used to be embarrassed to tell people this, but I'm going to tell you that I did not uh, have the opportunity to go to college. Um, so I've made some bold moves. I've, um, you know. So, wait, so you, you haven't gone to college? No. But aren't you teaching at a college? Yes. <laughs> yes. Pretty wow. impressive to, to yes. launch a career like that. Yeah. On yeah. your own, basically. Yeah, Yeah. I, I made some really, really bold moves. It started mm -hmm. with uh, giant food. I was working part time in there in a it, at the store in Lock Raven. I was working part time in their flower department, and they have a had at the time. And I'm not sure about now, but at the time they had a really aggressive um, promote with, from within mm -hmm. um, mentality, and they had an opening for a staff writer in their PR department. And I used to get there, I was only there for a few months, I had been there maybe three months, and I was getting their employee newsletter and magazine thinking, I could do this because I had, you know, done it for the school paper. It was really, yeah, it was not that much different than the school paper. And I thought, well, I could do this. And I boldly applied for this job that required a college degree. And I had to go for three interviews. And I almost didn't go for the third. I had that little doubt um you know saying you don't you, you can't don't do, do this yeah. Yeah. off a little um, more than you can chew yeah. but i went yeah. and i had to do a writing test and i got the job and it honestly yeah. it's been pretty smooth sailing from there from that point on a staff writer at giant food yeah it, and i was 22 at that time and, and, and pregnant with my son <laughs> who would have ever thought that at a grocery store you'd be able to get a job as a staff writer yeah, it really did kick off my career, that position. Wow. That, I would have never thought that. Yeah. Interesting. So now, and now you're teaching. And now I take it you're teaching writing? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, that's just a part-time gig. But, yes, I, I teach at um, Morgan State University. I teach um, for the course that's up now for the next three semesters is uh, book proposal drafting. Oh, okay. Um, and I also teach online courses for the Penn Institute, which is an organization for professional editors. And I teach courses um, on how to edit for a YA audience. For what Young kind? adult. Oh, okay. That, sorry, that's shop talk and publishing. Yes. <laughs> I have a hard time with words as it is. And you're throwing these initials at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so you do that and now. Wow. But you never went to college, and you're teaching all this. Publishers, okay? Because I've had a couple authors on here, and 
<clears throat> Danny, I'll never forget. Because she, when she wrote her first book, she went to something like it's some convention, ran into a bunch of different publishers. How hard was it to have your first book published? Um, what was my first book? I'm not even sure. <laughs> you got the list long. You got the list. <laughs> yep. Um, Contributing author. It's a fact. Yeah, Wacky Bible series. Yeah, the first few were were contributors, but you know there were some before those too that aren't on that aren't on the resume. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess one thing leads to another, leads to another. Um, but I mean, the first publisher you went to, they didn't. The first it. one that I um, that I pitched would have been the Bible Adventure Book of Scavenger Hunts. Well, that's not that old, is it? No. Okay. Um, that I wasn't approached. The others I was approached. To oh. Write by the publishers. But I okay. have but I have a pretty uh, solid reputation with editing. I'm a really strong editor. Right. Um, so so I'm already, you know, know people in, in publishing and um, and I was approached to write some of these books. But the one the one the first one that I pitched to a publisher was the Bible Adventure Book of Scavenger Hunts. And, um, what exactly is that? It's, you know, it's actually um, designed for, like, a camp settings. Okay. Um, that it, it's affiliated with the, uh, or accredited by the American Camp Association, um, which oversees, like, uh, youth summer camps. Um, and I had seen an ad, they had put an ad up that they were looking for Christian content for their um, catalog, for their book catalog. Huh. And I had this idea, and I sat down. I did sit down that night with a notebook and came up with all twelve ideas for the twelve scavenger hunt activities that are in the book. You you just come up with ideas that quick. Yeah. The fairy stones. Yes. And the, <laughs> all right. So the Bible adventure of scavenger hunts. The Bible uh, adventure book of scavenger hunts. Okay, so it's basically listing scavenger hunts. It is. That, but, um, it's. Each scavenger hunt has a theme, um, and I'm really sorry I don't have a copy here. It's okay. We could look through it and I could show you, but um, so each now see now I got to get it for the next time we go camping. There you go. <laughs> um, but it really is a great. Um, some camp some campsites carry it actually. It's you'll see it sometimes in um, camp stores. Okay. Um, Let's look next time we go. Yeah. So um, some of the activities you could keep kids busy for an entire day but there are plenty of activities you could just pluck out of there and do for a half hour and it's not just scavenger hunts right. there are a lot of projects there are uh, recipes where you actually have to look up scripture to find the ingredients oh that's neat <laughs> yeah um, there are craft projects there are science experiments oh, so it's more than 12 things and actually there's an illustration in there that I drew that's a like a paint by not paint, paint, by, paint by kind numbers. of like paint by numbers but it's paint by the so, symbol I have symbols right. in there yeah okay yeah and I yeah. did draw that I was going to hire somebody to illustrate it and I sat down and sketched it out and my first sketch was perfect perfect so I just used that <laughs> man <laughs> so may, maybe I am a, more of an illustrator than I give myself credit for 
but I, I still wouldn't call myself an illustrator. I don't know. Now I gotta get the book and look at the paint by simple thing now. Now, any young artists that want to get into this, because and I asked Danny uh, Petri that was on before, what do you, what bit of advice can you give them? And I wish I had the girls here for this, but I I would say ha always have confidence. Don't um, do believe in yourself and don't listen to the naysayers. If I had listened to the naysayers, I wouldn't be where where I am. I wouldn't have these books. I wouldn't be published. Have you anything you've ever written, even when you were younger, just? And because I see this with some of the kids today, they use was it Wattpad or whatever. What is it? Wattpad, or something like that. It's some site where they they write a lot of stuff on, so other people can read it too. But if they don't like it, they'll delete it. So then it's gone. Who's they? The, the, the a lot of these kids that are writing. The kids delete it. Yeah, like my daughter has done it, okay. and her friend have done it. They'll write stuff, and then all of a sudden, they they don't like it, or they don't want anybody else to read it, so they'll delete it. Oh well. Which I think is a mistake because you never know. You may be embarrassed by it now, or think that it's wrong, but later on, years down the road, it could be something great. Can they go in and edit it once they've posted it? Yes. Because there is a you know there is a reason for the editing process. And I am an editor. You are an editor. <laughs> yes, I am. I've edited way more books than I've written. I've edited literally hundreds of books. Wow. Um, hundreds in, in nearly every genre. For Kirkus Media, HarperCollins, Christian Editor Connection. Hundreds. And I am a very strong editor. Um, but there is a reason for wow. the editing process. So, And it's not easy to edit your own work. You, you know... It really is best to have another set of eyes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not to mention I do the same thing. When anything that I write, I keep whether it's 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 completed, partially completed, or it's just just uh, a collage of, of thoughts. I keep it. Whether I might refer back to it and put it into a, another article or something else that I'm writing, but I never delete it because um, yeah. you never know it, it it's something you've thought about at one time and i told grace this before That's is my daughter yeah <laughs> his daughter is is just just keep it because you may refer back to it at some point and yeah. build, use that to build another story that you're that you're writing or thinking about i agree with that and yeah. you know i've writ written things i don't know if you've had this experience uh, where I'll, I'll write something down and then i'll go back and look at it later and go i wrote that yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah i've done that Wow, that's pretty good. And, and really have no recollection of yeah. actually putting that, those exact words down. But um, I actually look at some stuff that I've written, uh, that I wrote, you know, 30 plus years ago. And I'll, I'll look at it and know that's not good. It's like, <laughs> where did you come up with that? And, uh, yeah. so, what were you thinking that day? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, if my daughter says that about my songs. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, when I back in high school, that's all I, which is probably I didn't do good in high school. I'd sit in class and just write songs all day. And she came across some of my songs and said, "Yeah, well, we know what you were doing in school, Dad." <laughs> yeah, but and, and but on that note, she had just uh, had uh, came across her old iPad, iPad Mini, or I don't know something. But she used to write on that, and she just found it. 
and opened it back up, and there was a story in there that she started writing. And oh my gosh, she, she I would have thought I was watching the movie because she was telling me and her mother about it. And, I, and the way she was explaining it, I thought it was a movie. Mm-hmm. And then finally I said, What is this again? She was, Oh, it's a book I started writing a long time ago. Good thing you didn't delete it, isn't it? Well, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah it's like, she's, she's she, an un- untapped talent. Is she's, she pursuing a writing career? Uh, <laughs> She, she, I don't think she knows what exactly she wants to do yeah. right now, but I mean, she, she's got talent. There's no question. Yeah. And and it's just unrefined. And, and if she got into, you know, some some place where she can get good instruction, and um, I think she she would go far. I think yeah. she would actually. I think she wanted to take creative writing in her senior year. Unfortunately, I don't think they're off. They're going to be offering it there anymore. Really. Yeah. Which I would. I hope that's not the case. Well, I wouldn't let that stop her. That's no. for certain. You don't need a class. I keep telling uh, her all the time, continue writing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've told both of my kids this. I, I don't care what your passion is. If you have a passion for it, don't stop. And don't let somebody tell you you can't do it. Exactly. You know, and, my, I mean, my son continues to his day. That's why he continues playing an instrument. He writes songs as well. Yeah. Um, my daughter... And I've gotten her, because I knew she was very interested in doing it. So I got her subscription, you know, like Writer's Digest. Yeah. Yeah, Writer's Digest. That's and I've a good gotten one. her that's some of these other things. Yeah. And that's why I invite her onto these podcasts when I have authors on, <laughs> which she hasn't been to one yet. But it's like, and matter of fact, because one of the things, Lala and I have been talking about this for the Lions Club, one of the things we want to do. And I actually thought about this. One of the podcasts I did was with a local author called uh, William Riegler. And it, I don't know why, but it just hit me at, the, at that time when we were recording. It was up in Havre Grace. You hear about these arts festivals all the time. I, in Hartford County, I haven't heard of any author or book festivals. I remember one years ago that they had a Bill Armory, and I went there, and, which is great. But I, we've been talking about doing something like that with the Lions Club, yeah. you know, to highlight the local authors and even have maybe do, it could be an all-day thing where they could do workshops as well. Well, I feel, like <clears> you <throat> said earlier, you know, uh, writing and authoring is an art, so why not have a section for authors at the art festival? I agree with you 100% there. Cause, and as a matter of fact, we talked about doing it, you know, uh, the authors and maybe a starving artist. Remember the starving artist thing? Oh, yeah. It, having something like that together, yeah. don't know if we'd have enough room, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, that, there's a lot of artists and authors around, yeah. which I never realized it until I started this, how many there are. Uh, do you remember Dwayne Tudall? Yes. Okay, he uh, just wrote the book about print, you know, yes. Prince and the Revolution. He, yes, he and I, he and I uh, kibitz a little bit, um, you know, as fellow authors. Okay. So, I mean, it's just amazing how, and nobody... You don't realize how many people that you grew up with or went to school with are now doing things like this. Yeah. Artists, Chevelle Moore. Yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah, she's God. Amazing. Yeah. Her art was just. Uh, I'm sorry, God, I got way no, off track that's okay. there. <laughs> so what's next after Legend of the Fairy Stones? Can you tell us, or is it a surprise? Uh, well, I mean, I do have some other projects that I'm working on. One is called Jesus Groupie. It's um. Jesus groupie? Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's like a fanzine for Jesus. Okay. Um, almost like you might see 
This has to come from my girls' life days, you know, working at the teen magazine. <laughs> but it's almost like if you would see, like, a fanzine for Justin Bieber, <laughs> but a fanzine for Jesus. Um, and it's similar to the Fairy Stones in that I'm collecting a lot of artwork uh, and, you know, sort of scrapbooking it almost. Um, but That's it's full of a lot of really pop culture elements, a lot of parody of pop culture elements. For example, movie posters... Um, that are parodied, but like Jesus with a guitar and that sort right. of thing. Grace has told me <clears throat> many a time. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but fan fiction. Fan fiction is that what it is? Yeah. And they they go in and they write stories, yeah. uh, similar to that. Yeah. Some some are parodies, but others I think are we'd probably look at them as fantasies. But uh, that might be something uh, I was going to when you were talking about the club. Perhaps uh, sometime you could come and talk to. There are several girls in the Leo Club sure. that love to write. I would love to talk to and, them, and I think they would love to listen to you and just uh, hear what you have to say and get advice. And because some of the things you've you've said, um, as far as confidence, self confidence, and yeah. and uh, uh, you know seizing something that you love and going with it. Yeah. You know, they would love to hear from somebody who's actually done it. Yeah. And I, I somebody really, yeah. from here. Well, you know, yeah. I, I do feel I've beat the odds because I think it is it is challenging to reach a national level that I have with my um, authoring and editing, um, even with a college degree. Mm -hmm. And I've done it without that. And I don't in any way uh, want to, you know, say anything negative about my parents because they meant well. But they did not believe I could do this. Right. And I, you know, I've spent 15 years at the top, near the top of the masthead of a national magazine. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, you, you go from giant as yeah. a as a uh, staff uh, staff editor, and within 10 years, you're you're executive editor at Girls Life, yeah. one of the largest teen magazines in the country. Yes. How, how did that happen? Um, I mean, what 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 break, as they well, say, did you get? That um, well, you know, when I worked at Giant, I had a I had a really grueling commute. I, I was living in Riverside, and working in Landover near D.C. Yeah. So it and it. And That's I, a good ride. Very. Um, wow. Much of a commute, and I had an infant at the time, and it was. I mean, it was it was tough. It was almost. It was maybe ten minutes shy of two hours each way. God. So. Um, so I had made a decision that I needed to be closer to home, and I took a job at um, MedCi, which is the Maryland State Medical Society, mm -hmm. where I worked on a lot of PR, a lot of press releases and brochures and that sort of thing. The Mar Maryland Medical Journal, I did some work on that, and um, and then from and that was part time. And then I decided I needed to work full time, and I took a job at the Kennedy Krieger Institute oh, and wow. I was working at the Kennedy Krieger Institute when I saw the ad for uh, an editor at Girls Life magazine. Now I had always wanted to work in a magazine but I always had this idea that I would have to go to New York because at that time you know all it was the hub were, for magazines yeah. I mean all of the magazines were in New York City and, but lo and behold this really like a miracle this ma this magazine landed right down the street from my house girl's life yeah huh. i mean i could walk to work it was that close really i didn't realize that yeah i mean i figured i thought it was always like new york too and maybe you know but you were writing from home or you know editing from home no it was um based here right here in maryland I'll be and still is 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's not near my house any longer. They've moved downtown, but um, but for the whole 15 years that I was there, it was right in my neighborhood. And uh, so I applied for that boldly. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know, another bold move. Yeah, it was, and it's and, an um, impressive, impressive uh, uh, landing too. You know, yeah. to, to jump right at the to the top there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm quite sure that these 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 girls would take quite a bit of motivation from your store like that. You know, going to I assume you did coupons too at Giant. <laughs> Maybe did a little. Put the, uh, no, I didn't do any. No, nope, I did all <laughs> PR. That's more more ad Just, advertising. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and we're actually, as an editor, you know, there is a, a dividing line between editorial and advertising because it's unethical, really, to as the editor of a magazine to have your hands in the advertising. Okay, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, yeah. I've not done any ad, okay. any coupons, but um. So but, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's. Kind of half kidding about that. But I will say that, that the um, yeah. my experience in my early experience in PR has helped me with the book marketing. You know, I know how to bang out a press release, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah. No, but seriously, I I think they take they they would take great uh, inspiration from from your story. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you do yeah. have to learn to you know roll with the punches too. There's when you're mm -hmm. in publishing, there's mm -hmm. always rejection. There are rejection letters. It's yeah. part of yeah. the it's just part of the game and it doesn't always necessarily mean that um your mean stuff isn't right. good yeah. it usually means it's just not a fit um, right. because every publisher has their own agenda um and even magazines you know sort of have their own style their own voice um, no, i, I kind of get that message yeah. from the baltimore sun all the time so. <laughs> <laughs> just not a fit this time try again later yeah so uh, no that's good that's good uh, Lyle's written a couple of editorial pieces and sent it to them, and they've told him to cut it down word-wise and how many words yeah. are in it. But I've been yeah. trying to talk to Lyle. He needs to start writing some books on history. Your history buff? Someday, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you uh, should. I would I would say go for it. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm leaning toward doing that. Uh, I, I think I've written enough where I can probably start compiling you know something yeah. uh, local history is you know starting as a starting point yeah. yeah well you know if you ever need an editor and I can help you draft a book proposal yeah, <laughs> yeah I appreciate that um, I'm, I'm seriously considering it yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure and contact you I, he actually, I, I would love to help yeah. you he actually did a presentation at the library on the history of Joppa and because mm -hmm. there's a lot of, some people had the wrong information I guess you could say and yeah. I think it floored a lot of people when they, yeah, because you see the things you know found at seventeen twelve, which is not the case, uh, and law fact, you know, found out the true history. And one of the things he did was because most people look at the local stuff here in the United States, and you went and went to England to get information, or you didn't go to England, but you researched in England the, the parliamentary <coughs> ar archives to, to get the early history of, of the colony of Maryland and, and Joppa. No. Where, where did you go to do that research? Online. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Not all Wikipedia. online now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I went straight to the source. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Wikipedia is no. Uh, yeah, well, you can't rely yeah. on Wikipedia, but no. it's not. But it is sometimes a good first point of reference. Yeah. yeah. It, they, yeah. Uh, if, if one thing Wikipedia does have, it, it does have a good, uh, well, I, I don't want to throw a blanket over the whole thing, but a lot of the um, 
uh, information in there is backed up uh, with a good uh, reference uh, library. Yeah. You know, the people that are writing the entries yeah. may not be that good. The information may be suspect. Yeah. But the references um, for that information are good. Yeah. Excellent starting point for a lot of things. But yeah. No, I don't I don't use Wikipedia for <laughs> yeah. anything other than a starting point, like you said. Yeah. So. I had a syndicated website, well, two of them. I had two syndicated websites for four years um, under a contract position, and one of them was for college students. And I had my whole staff of writers were college students, and they did not understand why Wikipedia wasn't a solid source yeah. because I would sometimes send them there as like I said a first point of reference but right. they didn't they couldn't somehow wrap their head around why um, that wasn't the final point of reference everything right. it had to be verified mm -hmm. once it was pulled from there but I, yeah. I do love Wikipedia and I love uh, their image catalog because I have a lot of images in here from you do have a lot of good images. Uh, that came from <laughs> Wikipedia yeah, yeah. and what's the other one um, Gettysburg Images, I think it is. Gettysburg. No, not Gettysburg. <laughs> What's the uh, with the CC license and all? Common Creative. Oh yeah, Creative Common Commons. Creative. Or Creative yes. Commons. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So a lot of the images are public domain, which usually means they're very old yeah. and, and no, are no longer copyrighted. And rule of thumb, and this, you know, there are exceptions, but typically, uh, if it's a hundred years old or older, it's no longer copyrighted, and you know, unless they're it's, you know, I don't know. A Van Gogh or something? Well, no, there are two Van Goghs in here. <laughs> really? Yeah. They are not copyrighted. How are they doing? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're very, they're, there are some that are still out there. They're not necessarily copyrighted, but um, they're, they, they are owned and licensed by, uh, just like music. You know, they uh, copyrights in, have run out, but they are owned. Yeah. Um, by some entity or by some person, so you can't just grab them and use them. Some of them you, know. you can. Uh, well, I know so, you can, yeah. but what I'm saying is that that, that some are owned. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know you either have to get a license to use them. Yeah. Uh, and or pay for yeah. them. Yeah. And um, then there are the and then there's Creative Commons, <clears throat> which is those are generally more uh, contemporary artists yeah. who have. Dropped the copyright on a you know a certain image and allowed you know people to use those, so it's a little bit of a mix of the old and the new in the book. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I always like the ones that, that I see. You know, images may be copyrighted, and I know full well that these people took them from somewhere else. They're not they're not their images, and, yeah. and you know they don't own them. But uh, but and the thing is, when you see that it, now, at least on the internet, a lot of people. You see, doing that now, some of them do give them credit, which you should. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know. I, Anytime you should, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I do that on the website a lot, um, unless it's something you take. I don't give you credit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the Creative Commons images, um, yeah, some of them don't care about credit, but some of them do. And I just yeah. to be safe, I credited all of them in the back of the book. All of the Creative Commons images are. Are credited in the back. The public domain I moved to my website, um, which is so many. I mean, there's almost two. Oh, in images. the gallery part on your website? Um, in the in the credits, it'll say it says credit. credits, okay. and you can go in there and you can pull up 
a comprehensive list of all the credits of the artworks that are in here, which are, is almost 200 images. And it doesn't look like that when you look at the book because they're blended. No, it doesn't. Yeah, because, I mean, the book is not that thick. Well, but for example, yeah, this is the opening page of the narrative. This is a painting from the Walters Art Museum. The, the, this autumn tree is a photograph from a guy who put his photo up um, on Unsplash, I believe. And then there's this little fairy tucked in there, who, and she's from an old storybook. So there, so, are, so there are three images here. Oh, wow. That, which looks like one image. Okay. Man, you see, your collage artist stuff, you need to be set up at Art the Soul Gallery. A little plug for you, Teresa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find Legend of the Fairy Stones? Where can they buy it? Anywhere books are sold. Uh, Barnes and Noble. God, you um, sound like an author. It's true. <laughs> but it's at Target, it's at Walmart, it's at Barnes and, and Noble, it's on Amazon. Okay. Um, it's anywhere books are sold. And they can, oh, well, and it's linked to your website too, right? So if people go to your website, they can find the book and order it. Um, Oh yeah, you can. Yes, there are several okay. links on there. Okay. Yes, good. there are several links where you can link to a purchase site. All right, I'll make sure I have that included yeah. then. So you went on the camping trip. No intentions of finding about these fairy stones, right? No. And you were there, and you saw. Was it? Would you say a brochure? Well, I mean, I learned a little bit. I mean, before I booked the trip, because I, I rented a cabin for the weekend, so I had read a little bit about it online. But and but then once I got there and. It really is just a charming, enchanted place. And I, I felt like I was seeing fairy homes everywhere I looked. I could see little fairy abodes <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> like tucked, you know, in tree roots and things like that. And then when I walked the trail and went, actually went searching, I found my first fairy stone. I should have brought it. Um, I my I still have the very first one I found. But there's actually, that many where you can actually pick them up and take they're them. They're that abundant. And wow. You, yes, and you can take them. You can't take them and sell them commercially without a permit, but if you want to take them for your own collection, you can take as many as you want. So I left there with a, one of those felt crown royal bags filled with fairy stones. Um, these things are actually, I mean, these are incredible the way they form naturally. It's really amazing um, to me that so few people have heard of them. I had never heard of them. No. And then when I started doing research for the book, I'm finding out that they really are um, all around the world. They're in, you know, you really can't just like walk through any park and find right. them, but there are many locations around the world where they are abundant. Now, so the campground you went to, do they actually have like little tours or anything where they take people on these things? Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I would imagine they probably do, but when I was there, I, I just went on a hike. Which always the best way, yeah. I think. But. Yeah, I just went on a hike and, the, and at first I didn't see any. But once I, after I found that first one, then they all started. I just saw, makes you wonder because they are sort of camouflaged and you know right. in the ground um, and with the dirt and the makes you kind of wonder. Here. You didn't see any first, and then you found that one. It's like the fairies found you and started dropping them. <laughs> Maybe hmm. that could be. No, I, I never wild imagination there, Rich. <laughs> well, I, because I never heard of anything like that. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I mean now it's just. I am dying to see these. You kind well, of wish you would have brought some with you. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I really should have. I'm so sorry. That's you know, okay. Here, here's a little secret about the book. Once the fairy stones are introduced into the narrative, 
I hid one on every page thereafter. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I can you, you can see them if you look for them. They're there. Really. So this is basically. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about this before. You, you've, you've taken the stories, the legends, and built upon that. These are your own, um, your collages, and then your own interpret interpretations um, that you've written about. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah. If you look, they're there. Every single one. All right. Show me one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. At this point, this is when I wish it was videotaped. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so at this point, the stones are introduced into the story. Um, I'll read it. When teardrops finally hit the ground, they turned to stones, but they weren't round. Tucked in pads of herbs and mosses, perceived losses turned to crosses. So then, you know, you see the four fairy stones here. So that's what they look like? Oh, yeah. Really? And then um, on the very next page, there's one hidden there. Like, sort of like Where's Waldo? Or yeah. yeah. The first few I didn't hide too much. Cause I wanted that to read is... Them. There's one here. And that is pretty wild. So for those of you listening, I mean, it actually does look like a, like a cross. Oh, yeah. They are cross-shaped stones. See if, you can find the one on, see if you can find the one on the castle page. All right, God, now I do feel like I'm looking at where's, where's Walda. Right, I'm going to find this thing. You two continue. <laughs> Did you find it, Lyle? I don't think I looked on at that one in page? particular. Which, which the, like nope, that's Coming through, I saw them all, but let me see. Where's that one? Oh, that, that's not it. Oh, this one here. If he finds it before I do, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> it's like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Go figure, yeah, pretty much. Oh, come on. Right there. Get. Yeah. Where? Right at the base of the tallest turret there. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see it? No. You're all messing with me, aren't you? Nope, nope. not at all. <laughs> all right, where, I'm, my castle doesn't have it. You gave me a different page. It's right there. I st I'm still not seeing it. All right, am I that damn blind? <laughs> oh, now I see it. Okay. Oh, wow. I was staring at it the whole time. Okay. <laughs> but you see, I was looking for it. Well, it is the same color. It, it's camouflaged pretty well on that page. But you know, some it pops a little That's more. That's cheating. pages than others. Man. <laughs> All right. Everybody listening, you got to get this book. Uh, this is, you know, I'm going to be going through this all night trying to find each one. Now, that one I could find. That was easy. <laughs> so so each illustration has one, right? Well, each page. But or just each but page. there actually is one hidden on here, too. I, and you probably just pointed to, um, at it, didn't and you? And that one's really tough to find. I yeah, I'll look for that <laughs> one later. <laughs> so this is, I mean, I'm looking at these images. Do you see the one in here? Is that a superhero? So you got a superhero, a, a gorilla, a gargoyle. Where are you at? Yeah, right there. There it is. King Kong's holding King it. King Kong's holding it. That is pretty wild. And some of these, some of these pictures, I just you, you, I mean, they're pretty. I, they're wild looking. I want to frame them. The images are so amazing. I'm so grateful to all of the artists that are in the book. Um, you know, dead or alive, honestly. Um, for sharing their artwork. 
I feel so blessed that I even have access to all this artwork that I could piece this together. Yeah. So how, how long did it take you to, to, to visualize this and then actually uh, seek out and find these and, and you know, put these together? Well, I, 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 mean, that, that, I, I worked on it. I started curating images probably, probably maybe for six months or so, but I worked doing the design work and I had never done a book design before. I had to teach myself how to use Adobe and I got a, like a four hour crash course from the, the um, creative director at Girls Life Magazine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he gave me a four hour crash course in, in, in design and, um, and I would say I worked on it pretty much all last summer. You know, yeah. day in and day out, and was in so much joy while I was doing it. It was really fun. So, is, is the is the creative part as as far as the writing is that part of it, or do you visualize all the all the impressions first and then come back and write a story to them, or is it? Well, like I said, I laid yeah. down a first draft, but it, there did come a point where I was writing around the artwork. I was writing to. Um, you know, well, as you, there's so many different types of fairies in the first part of the book. So, you know, fairies, um, fairies that flutter wherever they're led, fairies that tiptoe on spiderweb thread. That line would never have been there had I not found this piece of art with the fairy, you know, right, right, walking on the spiderweb, uh, like almost like a tight wire. So. That line wouldn't be there without that artwork, and that is really, really unusual in publishing. That doesn't happen often, uh, that I'm aware of anyway. And uh, you know, I'm, I've been in children's publishing for a long time. And another thing that, and I have had naysayers in this, on this project for that reason, um, and I just kept moving forward with it. Um, the other thing that's really unique about this, the process of this book is. Um, that typically when you pick up a children's picture book the images are all by the same illustrator so you know yeah, each yeah. page you turn is similar to the, to the page before it and the page after it every page in this book is different there aren't any that are um, the same or have even the same you know illustrations so and that and, and that's you know, I was told I couldn't do the paper. The artwork had to be consistent. I was told, but I had a vision and I stuck with it, and it works really well. I, to me, I felt as long as it threaded well, that it mm -hmm. would work, and I, and I think it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, the the, the theme is there, but then the you know, each each one is an individualistic. Yeah. Well, uh, if you notice, there would be little nuances too. For example, the fairy that's that is tiptoeing on the spiderweb thread, and then you turn the page and you have the ballerina, and it's very similar. Um, you know, the the sort of ballet type images that are from one page to the next. Right. So I did try. I did pay attention to to making sure the images flowed and, like I said, thread threaded well from page to page. And it does. Yeah. And you said this is considered a children's book? Yeah. Really? Because I'm finding it pretty interesting well, myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We um we have actually be, we 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 were aware while we well we meaning my publisher my publicist my agent we were aware as we were creating it that it would have all ages appeal. Okay. And um we you know we felt that and still feel that art enthusiasts would 
find it interesting. Uh, children's book collectors. You know, there are many adults who collect, you know, children's picture books. Well, one of the things I'm thinking because, you know, number one, these are real stones. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you see these uh, people looking for these painted rocks all the time. Yes. You know, and I'm sitting here reading where in the United States are these things found, and in neighborhoods of Maryland. Yes. Um, you know, so. you know, I put that. You know, I put that there. Um, I felt like I really needed to include my home state, but I can tell you that the only, the last documented finding of a fairy stone in Maryland was like in the '60s or some sometime oh, a very long yeah. time ago. But people probably um, don't know about them. They're probably but not looking. That for doesn't them. mean they're not there. Right. Still. Um, yes. Exactly. I mean, it, it, that's what I'm saying. You know, like with these painted rocks that people are looking for all the time. Yeah. You never. Somebody could have picked up a fairy stone and not even know what it is. Yeah, I'm, maybe somewhere in here or down in Mariner. You never know. Yeah. Well, and you said it says in there something about springs. Yeah, they uh, do tend to be. To yeah, they do tend to be near water. Okay. Um, so like a Rock State Park. Perhaps you never could know. Could be a lot there. Sounds like an outing for you and your wife and daughter. I'm telling you, man. I'm sitting here <laughs> because are, it's just... But there are some specific locations where they know that where the fairy, or yeah. fairy stones are abundant. And he, and here in the U.S., uh, where they're known to be most abundant is right near Fairy Stone State Park in Virginia. Fairy Stone State Park. So they, wow. you know, they basically... I don't really... You know, I recently came across an ad... I was just Googling about my book, and I came across an old fairy stone ad, and I would like to try to get a copy of that because there was a company that actually sold the fairy stones way back in the day. Really? Yeah. Hmm. In a company in Virginia. Interesting. Probably from the grit newspaper, one of those old newspapers. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know a whole lot about how the story originated because, like I said, it's been passed down through oral tradition. You know, you're going to have to do a follow-up now. <laughs> I, 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 I'm serious. I think you might be. I, I can see this. Once people, more people hear about. It, I just think it's interesting. I've never heard of these things, and then now I'm dying to go out there and try to find some. You should go camping. I know. I've been getting yelled at. <laughs> you should. And, um, I don't think they would have them at us. Well, and I should <laughs> mention that the book is, uh, Harford County Public Library is does carry it in their collection. Or do they good? Yeah. Okay. So it is available at the library for anybody who's interested. In so it. anybody can go to the library and read it too. Yeah. But I would, I don't, I would buy it because I think it could be a good reference book as well, especially the the part in the back about the, you know, more or less like the history of the fairy stones. Yeah, are they real? Yeah, and it's it, it's a pretty cool collectible, you know. Yeah. And I, I've had, I've seen a, a lot of people um, purchase the paperback um, and then purchase the hardcover um, because it's, you know, it's, it's just more of a collectible piece. The hardcover kind of br brings it to a whole new level. Right. <laughs> as you can see. Well, if anybody wants the book, definitely go um, to, what is it, kellyannwhite.com, right? Yes, Kelly Ann with an E, A-N-N-E, K-E-L-L-Y. Sorry. That's okay, go ahead. Well, because everybody always says, is your name with a Y or an I or an I-E? It's Kelly with a Y, Ann with an E, white.com. I get that a lot of my name, too. 
But if, but if you Google the Legend of the Fairy Stones, it used to be if you Googled the Legend of the Fairy Stones, the state park came up. Um, but now if now you Google it, is. my book comes up along with the state park. So it's not, it's not difficult to find online. That is pretty cool. When are we going camping? Let's go. Do you have a campground there at the I state park? <laughs> I don't. I do have. I have a campsite in Virginia, but not not near that park. Wait a minute. The, you're the closest um, major city to Fairy Stone State Park would be Roanoke, which is about an hour away. So it's really right on That's the. Not that it's right at the border of North Carolina. Um, I haven't been back there since. I, I I'm plan I'm planning a trip. Um, probably not until that summer ends because I just have way too many events. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you want to do it in the middle of summer either. Yeah. When it's nice and hot out there. I don't know. They have a nice lake. <laughs> middle of summer could be very nice if they have a nice lake to go nice down lake. there. And you tell your camper, right? Or does it stay where it's yeah, at? Yeah, I usually keep my camper where it is. Oh, <laughs> so much for hooking it up. We'll have to find someone that's got a camper to steal it. Oh, no, we don't. We got tents. Never mind. We'll do tents. I, I do tent camping. I have no problem with that. I'm not fancy. <laughs> That's a way to go anyway. But they have great cabins there for rent. Um, really uh, nice cabins. You know what? I bet the kids would love this, a camping trip out there. I don't know. I'm thinking Margie and Catherine would probably like it better going out looking for the rocks or the stones. Yeah, Very I think sweet. the girls would too. Yeah. Yeah. When I first got out on the on the hiking trail and I was trying to look for them and I just wasn't having any, any luck the when I saw that first one yeah. and I still you know I know which is the first one even though I have that whole bag full I know which is the first one I found <laughs> and, um, so how many do you think you have in that bag a lot uh, I would say maybe <laughs> 30 to 30 really yeah I, I mean maybe even more what's the average size of them about they vary, but I would say, and, I'll, and it says it in the back matter on the book, um, most are smaller than the size of a dime. So. Oh, yeah. so you really do have to look for them. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say about the size of a dime. Yeah, they're not really uh, true to size in the book. They're not actual size. However, the one that, um, and this is the one I found. This is the first one I found. That's it. Really? And that's actual size. That's... I made sure I put that one as the actual size, and it and it is. So that's the so the, the right where it says Stewart, Virginia. Yep. See, and you look at wow. Look at the size of your thumb. Yeah, they're but they're all roughly around that size, give or take. Interesting. All right, I'm ready. Let's go on a camping trip. <laughs> So, so I've been thinking about doing a fairy, a fairy-sized edition <laughs> of the book. <laughs> put it in your wallet. Put it in your yeah. pocket. Take it with you, right? Yeah, I think that would be fun. You better. You, I was going to say, are you going to offer a magnifying glass with it as well? <laughs> Actually, it'd be pretty neat if you do a book like the cross. A lot of people have suggested that I should market the book with with a stone, but I, like I said, I would have Kids. to get um, the a permit. permit and yeah. I, I've not gotten that far into this process. The book just came out like maybe eight to ten weeks ago, so I'm just. Be a lot of rock hunting. Yeah. To get yeah, it would. 
Yeah. Unless you could find that company that had the ad and they still sell them. No, I, no, they don't exist any longer. <laughs> oh. um, but I would really, I, I want to learn more about them. I just came across them recently. I'd like to learn more. Because I'm trying to sort of trace you know, the origin of the story, the legend. Yeah. And it's not easy to trace. The only, where, the only place you can really find it is on the Fairy Stone State Park brochures. You know what you should do? And actually, you don't you don't need to create a new website, but add it to your website to where people, if anybody finds one, they can post it. Post a picture of it yeah, and where they found it. At. Yeah. And then there's your your next follow up book. Yeah. Include a map of where the fairy stones were found. Yeah, it's a nice there, promotion. There's yeah. a guy. There's a guy named Rob Levinsky who. Um, who is like a gemstone expert, and he has a website called irocks.com, and a lot of the images of the real fairy stones that are in the book are from him. And um, that was going to say, now does he say where they came from? Um, well, he he's he's the reason I know where that they are around the world. Okay. But where the legend comes from is what I'm really trying to trace. Like where where did this story originate? Right. The legend about the fairy tears turning the cross-shaped stones. Pocahontas. Pardon? From Pocahontas. <laughs> well, I saw you had something well, yeah. written in there well, about Pocahontas. Well, yes, so. because that's how the story goes in the in the uh, state park brochures. For some reason, it pr always prefaces it with "long before." Long before, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pocahontas and her father. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> I think you all. I think you should do that. I, I mean, I think it'd just be interesting to see these fairy stones that people find and where they found them. Next thing you know, there could be a, thousands of them that were found here. Yeah. Well, irocks.com. As often as these people post these painted rocks that they find, of course, most of that's on Facebook and nothing Instagram now. But that's something that people are doing. There, this is something that's created by on its own. Yes. And I think that's make, yes, what makes point. it more fascinating it to is. me. Now, now, around the park, there are a lot of gift shops and things like that that sell some that have been carved. Those are not authentic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Starlight. Yeah, those are not authentic <laughs> starlight. Uh, the hmm. ones that naturally form are not that quite so pristine. Although there are some that naturally form that are really symmetric and, wow. um, and just amazing. Yeah, you have one in your book there. That's actually two of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the state of Georgia, starlight is the state of Georgia's uh, state mineral. And that's what, what ball ground Georgia. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's their yeah. it's it uh, is their state mineral. I mean, look how per that thing is formed perfectly. Yep. That yes, and that amazing. is an authentic starlight crystal. Yes. New Mexico, Brazil. Russia, mm -hmm. and here in the United States, Idaho, Kansas, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, Mississippi, New York, near water. Yeah. North Carolina, and of course Georgia and Virginia. Anything to add <laughs> before I go fairy stone hunting? <laughs> no, let's plan a camping trip. I'm, I'm ready. Well, actually, where where are you gonna? Because you got book signings coming up, right? I do. I have. Let's see. Uh, I have two in Kent, Kent Island coming up at the Sweet Frog Yogurt. 
Okay. Um, which I never realized until they contacted me for signing that they're a Christian company. Like a lot Sweet like, Frog Yogurt is? Yeah, a lot like Chick-fil-A is. I didn't know. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know Chick-fil-A was either. Oh, yeah. That's why they're closed on Sundays. Sweet Frog, oh. however, is open on oh, Sundays. Oh, oh, oh um, but Yeah, I read. I, I didn't, wasn't, it's funny because every email I get from them about my signings are and in scripture. So you, all right, so you have Sweet Frog coming up. Didn't you just do one or are you going to be doing one in Aberdeen? Did I see that? No, no, not okay. Aberdeen. But I was just my book was just on exhibit at the at Book Expo in New York at the Javits Center. Wow! And it was on exhibit last weekend at the annual conference of the American Library Association. So that was pretty cool. And um, I have my Barnes and Noble signing. That's not until November. Um, at Barnes and Noble in Charles Village near Johns Hopkins, mm-hmm. and um, but after Sweet Frog, I have the Myth Musica Festival in July. That's uh, like a like a fairy festival. I was going to say I know there's a big one here in Harford County too, a big fairy festival every year. Is there? I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure about that one. There was one last weekend. I didn't vend at that, but I I attended. here in Harford County. No, there was one at Marshy Point Park in Middle. Oh Park. yeah. There's the Love big. Summer Solstice Fairy Festival. I have to ask my neighbor because I know she went to the one that was here in Hartford County. Which appeared, the first time I heard of it, a fairy festival, I'm like, what? Um, yeah. But they're, they're big. They are. These things are huge. Yeah, so there's this one coming up in Delaware called Myth Music, and I'll be camping. I'll be camping out there for the weekend. <laughs> oh, and I'm part of the Read Local Challenge, which starts in October. That's pretty cool. That's Read a, Local Challenge? Yeah, I'm a member of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and they're um, hosting a Read Local Challenge for Maryland, Delaware, oh, Virginia. Read Local, yeah. okay. Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, West Virginia, and D.C. Um, so there are about 20 of us um, picture book authors that are um, part of this campaign to, for, uh, you know, to read local authors. When's that start? It starts in October and goes all the way through May. So it's a really long campaign. Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Contact some of these people with that. Yes. And ask them if they would like to come on and yes. talk about that. I think Absolutely. that'd be great to talk about. Yes, I could get definitely get a whole roundtable of authors. Yeah, that there. works for me. Bring yeah. as many people in here. I mean, I think that'd be awesome. I, I mean, th- I think I was going to suggest that to you. In fact, that would be amazing. So just contact them. Let me know. We'll make the date and yeah. we'll make it happen. It's a great roundup of authors, uh, all all children's book authors. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. and illustrators. So yeah, right. I'm. I'm, I'm cert- putting you to work. Yeah, as no, if you I'm don't cert- have enough work I, to I, do. I'm, I'm certain. No, I'm certain <laughs> that many of them would want to participate okay. in that. And they don't mind coming here. I'm. I'm sure that they wouldn't. I'm, the okay. whole point of the campaign is to. You know, to, okay, to promote these local authors and their Because we can't do products. phone ins yet. What's that? We can't do phone ins yet. Oh. People can go to your website and find a book, and we'll have it linked uh, in the show notes for this. Uh, oh my God, this is just amazing. I just, I think this is so cool. I am dying to get out there and find some fairy <laughs> stones now. Um, again, Kelly Ann White, Legend of the Fairy Stones, and plus other books, go to our website, Kelly with a Y, K E L L Y, and A N N E, white.com. Uh, and just go through, and even the gallery, because you got some great pictures on there as well. You know, yes. I mean, I was looking yes. at your website, well, a couple of times, but even this morning before I came, it's 
So, man, there's some pretty neat stuff on there. Yeah, those are some of the images sort of, you know, de deconstructed from the book. Yeah. You know, the images that I used to collage, and, and they're deconstructed on the gallery on my website. So you can see the original Van Gogh before I, you know, started pasting stuff over top of it. <laughs> well, we definitely want to get you for the other thing we talked about, too, the author, author's workshop slash... Maybe we should do them both together, Lyle. That and starving artists. Why not? I think we should. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it'd be it'd definitely be great. So, I Kelly, thanks again. Thank you know, you. It, it's so cool to see you know somebody you grow up with you know doing so good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's really great to see you also. Oh, stop! Give me blush now. Jeez. <laughs> Once again, if you'd like to be a guest on the Harford County Living, uh, just contact us at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. It is free to come on. I uh, want to thank your pet au pair for being the sponsor today, and their link is in the show notes as well. So if you need, um, I think it's mainly Abingdon, Bel Air area, but if you have some dogs and they need walked, call Nicole up. She'll take care of you there. So uh, once again, thank you, Kelly. Thanks, Lyle. And I can't wait for you to come back on and bring the bring a whole round table in here. I'm bringing a round table. That'll work that, for me. Or a square table, that, either way. That can definitely be arranged. <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, we said that we were going to be giving away one of Kelly's books. And here's all you got to do. If you want a chance to win a copy of The Legend of the Fairy Stones, autographed by Kellyanne White, all you need to do is email us at special at harfordcountyliving.com. Again, that's special at harfordcountyliving.com. And in the subject line, put fairy stones. Again, that's fairy stones. Put that in the subject line. And what we will do is all the emails we get, we'll put the names down and we'll draw one at random and that'll be the winner. And of course, you know, we'll mail the book to you. So if you want a copy or chance to get a copy of Kellyanne White's The Legend of the Fairy Stones, that's all you got to do. Email us special at harfordcountyliving.com with fairy stone in the subject line. And if you want to buy a book of hers, whether it be The Legend of the Fairy Stones or any of our other books, then we'll have a link at the bottom to where you can go right online and purchase one. And before I get into this episode of Harvard County Living, I want to talk to you about your pets. You know, one thing that a lot of us hate to do is to go away and leave our dogs at home or sometimes even leave them in a shelter. Well, I'm here to tell you about your pet all pair. Your pet all pair offers dog walking. They'll do drop-in visits to check on your dog or your cat. Uh, they have overnight care in your home, and they also have pet boarding. And these are just a couple things that Nicole offers. So that's your pet all pair. They're just doing it for the sits and wiggles. <laughs> Call Nicole and set up an appointment at 410-989-1533. Again, that's 410 410- 989-1533 for your pet all pair.